0: What's up, everybody? This is artist producer Maddie Ringe, and you're listening to Reviews and Done with your host Derek Dunn. What up, world? Once again, it's Derek Dunn of Reviews and Done, back with another episode of Throwback Album Reviews, aka the Flashback Album Reviews. Now, you all know that the whole concept behind this is listening to albums from my childhood, from my teen years as a grown-ass man at the age of 39 and getting, you know, my thoughts on there as an adult. My album today, though, is uh, actually one that came out well before I was even thought of way back in 1975. Whew, was that 30-something? No, 40-plus years a minute ago. So I did this one on the recommendation of my mentor, Mr. Chucky Daniel from Life's Trend Radio. He's going to be joining me today to talk about the Isley Brothers, the heat is on. So this brother's going to give me all about how it was back in 75 when this album really dropped because I didn't get to experience this because, again, I wouldn't thought of yet, but I get to hear from a vet, from somebody that actually lived when brothers had afros, chicks were rocking bell bottoms, back in them days when a slow song was like seven minutes. So you had seven minutes to get them digits. And if you ain't get them digits, then, ah, well, you shouldn't have no game. So, uh... Everyone, give give it up, and welcome to the line, my good friend, my mentor, a highly favored down-to-earth brother, a Buckeyes fan, a Cleveland Browns fan, a Cleveland Cavs fan, just a die-hard Cleveland fan, my man, my mentor, my brother in Christ, Mr. Chucky Daniel. Welcome to the line, sir. How you doing today? What's up,
1: my brother, my brother, my brother? We're going to be all over the place tonight. What's going on, man? Thank you for having me on today. Ah, uh, plus, man. Just looking
0: forward to, like I said, chopping it up, man. This joint right here, man, the heat is on. The Ozzy Brothers, from my generation, they're one of them groups that you know the hits, but you actually don't know, like, you know, what album it's on. And I mean, this joint, it's six songs, and it has, like, probably one of their biggest hits on here. Probably one of their strongest vocals from Ron, in my opinion, on one of the battles that we're going to get into later on. And once again, folks, like I always say, It's an album that has better songs on it than some folks' entire discographies that came out after them. And truth be told, I'm not going to say no names, but cats out here doing double albums, triple albums, it's songs on here that are better than your entire album. You know who you are, but I ain't going to say no names because I ain't one to gossip. (laughs) So before we get into it, Chucky, man, just give... Give me some background. Just tell me how it was back in June of 75 when this album dropped. What was the momentum and how was the club scene and just the quiet storm and just the whole gist of the heat is on?
1: And how much time do we have? Oh, my God. This I was a junior in high school when this joint, and, man, I don't even know where to start. You would uh, be sitting on your porch or, or playing basketball in the park or at the drive-in. You do know what a drive-in is, right? Yeah. You could be at the, no matter where you were, man, Cats was diamond in the back, sunroof top, the windows down, and this whole album booming. The slow songs, the fast songs. Man, this album was incredible. This it just brings back so many memories, man. Like I say, we're gonna be all over. The thing I like about this album was the fast songs were the joints. Slow songs were the joints. Man, I just feel like back in this time, music was you know, I'm sure my parents said the same thing. You know, they're like, "Well, you know, they ain't uh, who's who's the guy? Um, his daughter, and then they did a duet. Oh, they ain't that keen, Cole. You know, <laughs> but but you know, I want to tell you one thing about about this hour. The one thing about my generation coming up, we'll say this: the the maybe 15 years behind me in in my age and people older than me. We all loved the same music. I don't care how old you were at that time, you know, from 8 to 80. the Fight the Power came on, man, you was you was shaking that stinky leg. You know, when, when For the Love of You came on, the slow joint, you had to grab somebody. I don't care if it was a broomstick, you know, so that is one thing. Back in the I'm going to tell you, the biggest thing I can say about this, it was a very bonding. Music, we all bonded over music, even me and my father. You know, so like now, today, man, there's stuff that comes on, I'll be like, oh my God, this is ever going to end. But uh, one thing I will say, I remember, man, it's just like everybody loved, you know, the same type of music. Now, one thing I do want to say with my sister, she is going to throw up. Man, I wore the Isley. So did my buddies, man, it was like over and over the album, over and over. You know how you used to have that? Uh, well, you probably remember this. We'd had an album. And then we, we put that arm over so we'll play over and over and over again. So uh, I'm going to stop right now and get a mic back to you because, man, I, if, if I get going talking about this album, I'll never stop.
0: No, nah, man, it's all love. You know, that's how am with the um, New Edition Heartbreak album and Bobby Brown's Don't Be Cruel album just because, I mean, it was a great year. So for you, 75, this album, even though they'd already been in the game close to 20 years... Oh, heck yeah. Would you say that this album is kind of like their... The one where it's like they, they'd officially arrived and they, you know, they took it to another level musically and kind of got away from the early yes. stuff.
1: Yes. Now, you could get me beat up because I'm sure there's some people that have beat me. I'm just like, no, nah, no,
0: nah, that album right before that. No, 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 that one that came after that. That was a
1: joint. But I'm going to tell you, man, this one right here, this was for me the breakout. Oh, my. And in each song, see, I'm a cat that sees a story in every song. I'm a cat that, you know, I look at the uh, brilliance of you know, not just the beat and the thing that makes you dance. I listen to like little subtle things and I think like, wow, how did they think of that? You know, who came up with, that? you know, from the lyrics to just little, little sounds in the back, like, wow, for example, I hope you find better love. Man, when we get to that song, I can't wait to talk about that song anyway. I'm going to stop before we get ahead of ourselves, but I want to go back to one point. Man, the fashions back then, we were crazy. We were crazy fashion. I mean, we couldn't go out unless we had the full extension afro, we had to have the bell bottoms over the shoes, the vest that we wore had to match the pants. And in my hometown, man, we had so much talent, man. The Midwest was it was a hotbed of talent, from Motown to Cincinnati, man. You know, it was just so much talent. We had all these local bands in town, and we had to battle of the bands, the local bands. But, man, we I remember um, when this album came out, like when we had football games and basketball and of course, I played... But you went to the games, man, to be seen, you know. You had to have the platforms. But the the crazy thing about the platforms, the bell bottoms had to be over your shoes. So you spend your money on these nice platforms, but then you cover them up with your bell bottoms. Nice.
0: Well, I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, in my day, in the 90s, you know, we used to wear baggy pants. And we'd beg our parents to shell out like 150 on a pair of Jordans. But your jeans were so big, you were covering up up the... uh, Cover up the shoes. Right,
1: right. Exactly. So you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about.
0: All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. I hope you guys are uh, enjoying the conversation so far. So, once again, we're going to be talking about The Heat Is On, the 13th studio album by the Isley Brothers, released on January 7th, 1975. Opening with Fight the Power, Parts 1 and 2. So, here we go. the power. So before we get out uh, Chucky's thoughts and mine, just give you a little bit of background on that joint. So this one's written almost entirely by Ernie Isley. You had Chris Jasper on the keyboards. This one went to number one on the R&B charts and number four on the pop charts. Just a funky groove. And, you know, the, I guess the group got a little bit of criticism back in the day for using the word bullshit in the song. And I guess in the 70s, you weren't allowed to do that. So for me, um, I'd heard this song like casually growing up, never really got the gist of the song, but when I turned um, 17, summer 98, one of my uh, best friends, my homie Ryan Montgomery and I went to see Out of Sight, the movie Out of Sight with George Clooney and Jennifer Lopez, and the director, Steven Soderbow, prominently featured this song throughout the movie. So after hearing how he used it in Out of Sight, you know, I went out and bought an Isaac Brothers Greatest Hit CD and kept this one on. Repeat and I, for me, it's basically saying fight the power, fight the authority, but do it in a respectful manner. You know, you can protest, you can fight, but be smart about it. Be educated about it. Chucky, what are your thoughts on this song?
1: First of all, let me catch my breath, brother. You can't sit down. Fight the power, and whoop! That's the joy! I, my first thoughts are our high school gymnasium, and uh, we used to have uh, we used to have dances after the football games so on Friday nights. We run to the locker room, shower. Run to the gym for the dance. Fight the Power came on, man, it was like cutting the lights on and the roaches scattered. Man, we were looking for somebody to dance with. Anybody. Is anybody, man. We had to get our groove on when Fight the Power came on. And, um, you know, the interesting thing about Fight the Power is not only is it a funky beat and a funky song and make you want to dance, 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 but if you listen to the message in the song, like you just uh, told the listener, there's a powerful message in the song. Another thing about this, for me, the music, this this song is timeless, it's timeless. It's interesting how it's been, you know, sampled, like uh, with a public enemy, I'll sampled in that movie, do the right thing. Yep. But um, man, oof, power, bro. And I, you know, I, I hope my cousins get a chance to speak because some, um, we used to make, we used to cut deals. Like back in the day, you had to ask girls to dance and if she said no, you know, you had to play it off. You know, but me and my cousins, we had a pack. You know, my girl cousins, like, you can't find nobody, I can't find nobody, we dancing partners tonight. <laughs> And we would we would uh, cut a rug. You talking about stify land.
0: Fight the power came on, it was on, bro. It was on like popcorn. All right, well that was fight the power. We're gonna keep moving to the next track. The album's title track, The Heat Is On, Parts One and Two. That was The Heat Is On, track number two from The Heat Is On. And this joint, to me, is a, a summertime groove. I mean, one of them joints to where if we weren't in the COVID and you're actually, you know, practicing social distancing and wearing the mask, you know, the brothers would be out there playing dominoes, probably wearing uh sandals and then leather, leather short sets, playing cards, playing dominoes. You got somebody grilling. Kids are outside playing, just... Just an infectious, um, infectious groove. Truth be told, this is probably one of them songs that I think made it's been like a jam session. And Ron just went there and started singing, but Ernie and the rest of the band might have just popped in and just started, you know, singing. It's just an infectious, funky. Chucky, what you think, player? First of all, you're a little older than
1: what you told me. You just painted the perfect picture, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Dominoes in the backyard, mama grilling. And this song playing, man, how you show you say you want? You, you hit that on the... And I'm an old soul, man. Old soul. Here we go. This song was strategically placed as far as I'm You had the heat is on, right? I mean, you had fight the power. So you bend up, you know, you huff and you puff and you are sweating, you, you fixing your afro and everything. And then this, this joint comes on right at the party if you're playing the whole album through. So this song is still grooving, but you can go get... Some of that we used to have uh, this spike punch in a, like a big trash can. You know, you go get you some popcorn, and you know, and you're scoping out the room. Or like if uh, you was over your girlfriend's house and the mom was in the other room, dad was in the other room. Or my girlfriend was over my house, and you know, we had the little front room to ourselves. Heat on with the cool down song because this was the warm up song, right? This was the warm up song that gets you ready, gets you groove all and fight the power. Then. You kind of cool out a little bit, with the heat on. You can still bobbing head a little bit. You're looking at feel better. Love. Oh, you know what? I messed up, man. I gotta hear to myself. The song that I would skip to would be "For the Love of You." Hope you hope you feel better. Love. I can't wait to talk about that one. But anyway, what I would do is fight the power, get our dance on, and heat is on. A little cool down, but it's still funky. And then I would skip to "For the Love of You." But the next joint is like a gut wrenching. Man, I just I just let you play it. But that's my take
0: on it. All right, so we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Hope You Feel Better Love, Parts 1 and 2 now. Before I move on, I've always been curious. Never actually looked it up since I got you here with me uh a music connoisseur like myself. Was that mainly the thing for like the um for the radio edit saying Parts 1 and Part 2?
1: It was. And you know, it's funny when you mentioned um whatever they would say the bull bleep. I remember dancing in the kitchen with my mother and my siblings and stuff. And uh, of course we couldn't say the whole word, but we would go with all this Bleep going on, you know. We'd all start laughing and stuff because you know, our mom would smack one of us if we just said the actual word. So, when they played the radio edit parts one and part two, they would go
0: like that. But you knew what was happening, all right? So, we're gonna keep it moving up next.
2: Hope you feel better, love parts one and two. God
0: hope you'll better love track number three from the heat is on now this one has a okay groove to me um personally i kind of feel like this might be some a filler track now when i say filler track again i'm not saying it's a bad song because it's not but it's a caveat on what chucky said the next half of this album is so strong and the first two songs are so strong. It just comes off as like, you know, it's filler. But again, it's not a bad song. Not one of my favorites on the album. And if I were to skip a song, it'd be this one. Chucky, what you think? Man, come on, man.
1: I love this song, man. I got a love-hate relationship to the song. There's so much I can say about this song. bad that we can only play that. This song contains sheer brilliance, man. Just brilliance. When you get towards the end, when Ernie starts rifting, it's probably some of the best guitar work this cat has ever done, and also the bass line. I mean, this song is nothing short for me of brilliance. But I have a love-hate relationship with it. Try to make this as quick as possible. So, like I said, this is my junior year. I played football, and this song came out right around the time of our last game of the year, and it was between our arch-rivalry. This rivalry was like Ohio State and that school up north. I went to South High School, and we were playing North High School, and. Um, they had to stop this game because, uh, and I'm just going to keep it real, South was predominantly Black and North was predominantly White. And for a while, they had to stop the game because they would have riots after the game. As a matter of fact, I was dating a good brother who got killed in one of the riots in this game. But they reinstituted this game my junior year, and uh, we were hyped. I mean, man, we were like dogs. And this song right here, man, you know, just, this song would get me fired up, man, ready to run through a wall. Well... Our last, this game, they moved the game from Friday to Saturday, and Friday we had a walkthrough, and I lived in the, the most popular park in my city, it was Davey Moore Park, he was a boxer, you know, they did everything, football, you know, pick games, they had uh, almost professional softball games, it was just an awesome park, man, it was like having Disneyland in my backyard, so after practice, I went over to the field, and they were having this um, real heated pickup football game, and they asked me to play and I was like, nah, you know, I just, you know, I'm not going to play because the next day was our big game, you know, and I didn't want to. And so um, what happened was the guy who I knew who lived in the neighborhood was down, really good athlete too. He played, he got hurt, and they, uh, he broke his neck and he died. And so every time I hear this song, it kind of evokes negative. And it's hard for me to listen to the song sometimes, even though I love this. I don't feel like this is a filler song at all, man. And then another thing, is funny, if you listen to the words, um, I was dating a girl, you know, while I was in love and everything. We broke up. And this song is Hope You Feel Better Love. And I would always think about her. It's like, yeah, you go ahead, girl. And I hope you feel better love. So for me, I have a love-hate relationship with the song, but I love it. Man, if you ever get a chance and listen to the whole thing, this thing is off the hook, bro. You don't know, young man. I'm trying
0: to tell you. Back to you. All right, we're moving. And with this album, man, um, the album just kind of did something that a lot of more artists should do, I think. And that was the first half of the album is all the tempo stuff. And the second half is the slower stuff. And to me, the way it's sequenced, it actually works, you know, to their advantage. It's the same thing with new edition Heartbreak album. The first half of the album is all the up post stuff, then you get into the ballad stuff, and if you notice with that album, Heartbreak, Ralph is front and center on the first half of the album. Second half of the album, Johnny comes in, you really see what Johnny can do. So I think with This Heat Is On, maybe that's what they were going for, was they really wanted to show you just how Ron could sing the mess out of a slow song. Because this next one is probably their signature song, um, I dare these cats who are still touring to go anywhere in the world and not perform this song. They ain't going to have that venue alive. They'll probably get booed off stage if they don't do this next one. This next song has been covered numerous times, sampled numerous times. I mean, this joint has been sampled over 100 times, covered 23 times, including the late, great Whitney Houston covered this song on her 87 album. That's right, folks, I'm talking about the juggler, the big one, the still classic, for the love of you, parts one and two.
2: You
0: don't know nothing about that. I wish I could have that one play out. Ah I man <laughs> I mean classic, classic song. What? I mean, this joint this joint is such a classic song. I mean, once again, you know, I'm showing my little uh movie fandom. <laughs> but you can tie this song to of Society when Kane pistol whooped Cha- Chauncey and the song's playing in the background and it's a ballad, but it just you know Elevates that scene a bit more After you know A man's getting his ass whooped So Just (laughs) just, uh, How does a ballad And a slow jam Have have that kind of effect man Ron singing like Perfect velvet And Wifey and I actually Saw the Osley Brothers Back in 2017 At the Kennedy Center And Ron performed this You know He had his suit on He had his hat on He had his pimp cane And a cognac in his hand Didn't move the entire Performance And just like Slated. I mean, I think this is one of them songs that you said mentioned earlier that whether you're eight or eighty, like you know this song. Right, like, right. As soon right. as it starts, it just you know you go crazy. I mean, five thing. minutes and thirty nine seconds of slow jam, romantic bliss, and you know, as I said earlier, man, back in the day, in your day, sir, you know, they purposely made these songs long. It's like they knew that, all right, man. You know, we're gonna give you time to come up with your lie. Come up with your pickup line. Make sure your breath is right. Approach the young lady you want to talk to. You got five minutes and 39 seconds to dance. Get them digits and possibly set something up. You know, you know what I'm getting at. So, man, tell me how it was in 75 when they dropped at those, quote unquote, red light, blue light parties in the basement. And, you know, they, throw, they they would throw on that slow cut. Like, just, I mean, take me back.
1: Bruh, pour you a cup of coffee. Oh, mm First of all, when this song came on in the gym, everybody had to grab anybody and get their slow dance And I wonder about the kids today. Do they still slow dance? Probably. I guess not. I don't even think it's safe to go to the type of things that we went to. That's one good thing about my, you know, it was safe. You may have a fight. or nobody cut and shoot. But, man, I just remember those dances. We had about a, we had a dance every week at some at some place or a house party in my hometown. I grew up a fun time. Woo. Had so much fun in high school. But another thing, man, my good buddy, in fact, I'm the godfather of the kids, he said, um, dude, you were the smoothest, coolest dude in high school. You had the best hair. You dressed good until you opened. <laughs> and he was right, man, because you know, I was silly. Man. You know, me, I like to keep it loose. So I ain't trying to... The thing of it is, man, here's what I'm trying to say. Back then, they had this thing called rap. You had to have a rap, you know. And, man, that was too much work for me. I ain't trying to... Plus, I can't fake the cool, man. I can fake it for maybe five minutes. Man, I can't keep that. Man. That ain't me. I can do it for about five minutes. But here's the deal, man. We have a wrap, the Isley Brothers. For the love of you, I turned to be need her. you put on. That was guaranteed, at a minimum, a hug and a kiss. And then the last thing I'm going to say about that, one of the fun things we used to do, man, was cruising. You know, you had to, just like uh, Will Smith's song, Summertime, where, you know, you're in the park. And that's just where we were. That whole Summertime was Us, man, by Will Smith. You know, waxing the car, putting the armor on the tires, you know, with the with the sound system pumped up and everything. And then after that, right before you went to the dance, you went out and got something to eat and you cruised around the neighborhood before the love of you playing it. You know, the funny thing about it, the last thing I'll say is when we was cruising, we might be cracking corn, talking trash and all that. Dude, when this song came on, total silent. This was the game change. Yeah,
0: man, you uh you mentioned you know, slow dancing in the club, dressing up, going to the club and everything. And, you know, I can remember growing up, you know, in the 80s, even someone in the 90s that my mom, my aunt, or, you know, my parents' friends, my friends' parents would go out, you know, if I was spending the night over there, you know, y'all actually dressed up going to the club. You know, you put on on a suit, you put on a dress, you... It was an event. And, you know... In my day, you know, it's like when you found out a club is 18, man, we're, we're in Jordan's, you're in throwback jerseys, we're in hoodies, we're in t-shirts, and, you know, like, I get it, man, but dressing up... To me off, like, they'll laugh you
1: off and join They might not let you in with a hoodie and a t-shirt.
0: Yeah, but it's like, you know, dressing up to me was like, it was such an event, man. You took your time to get ready, and... That's right. You know, in my clubbing days, man, I think I can only recall dressing up, like, once, once or twice, man. I mean, uh, and I used to always tell folks, man, I'm like, look, man, if we're going to a certain club and everything, man, they said on the radio that you got to be dressed up. No jeans, no sneakers, no Timberland, whatever. So it was uh, 2002, Thanksgiving weekend. Once again, I'm talking on my homie Ryan Montgomery and uh, his brother CJ, rest in peace. We go to a club in D.C. And I told these cats, man, look, the radio said no jeans, no sneakers, you're not getting in. So me, you know, I had on a pair of press pants. I got on pair of black stacy adams i got on this fly burberry coat because i thought this club we were going to we get in line they say y'all can't get in you know she got on he can get in and me you know i'm not driving you know i'm i'm riding so i gotta go where they go so we end up going to a 18 and over dance club we're in line for like 45 minutes to an hour (laughs) and i'm the only cat dressed up in the entire club i mean I, i was fresh to death but i'm the only cat dressed up the entire club. We finally get to the door and the bouncer has the audacity to say, Brother, you a deacon? Saint Gospel Sunday. <laughs> like, see, man, like see what see what I go through. And you also mentioned um slow dancing. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a, a lost start. And one of the things that I prided myself on when I was a DJ, you know, during my time of the year Force UK was playing slow songs because it's a lost start, because growing up you know, going to dance at the at the youth center on bass, or even in high school. Like you know, you gotta play slow songs. Like you know, it's the end of the night. You know, you're trying to take somebody home or whatever, get a number. I don't think I can get a number. You know, or take somebody home, young lady. I'm saying, nuck if you buck, what hood you repping and all of that. No, no, you can't. It don't, it don't work like that. You gotta throw on, throw on a slow cut. But you know, yeah, man, that was one thing I prided myself on was always playing a slow cut. At the end of the night, and I mean, I'm still known to this day for my, my legendary slow mixers and my, my my ability to play a slow jam, and this next track, even though For the Love of You is something that's a classic, one of their iconic songs, this next song is a joint that I would play because it's an album track, and that is Sensuality, Parts 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. shit with that song right there because this story, you mentioned earlier with hope you feel better love how it um later in the song it you know picks up man the stuff Ryan's talking about in this song man later in the track ooh, yeah this one in yeah. the joints man
2: you know back,
0: <laughs> back when i was a youngster i purposely copied lyrics out of the cd and pass it off as my and i mean i think with this song it's not even i say purposely uh trying to um you know, to your advantage. This is a song that you play
1: for somebody you're in love with. When he found that one, he right, sure right, right, right. attached
0: on. This ain't a song you play for a jump off. This ain't a song you play for one night stand. a uh, <coughs> Grown man, light them candles, put them rose petals down, get that Chardonnay or whatever wine she's drinking, and just, you know, let your lady know that you appreciate her. So yeah, man, classic song, classic album track. I don't think I've ever known to do this one live, because it's an album track, but it does have its Fans, and you know, it's sandwiched in between two of the bigger songs on the album that are balanced. You know, um, make me say again, girl, which closes the album out, and for the love of you, but still a great song. What you think, Chucky?
1: Man, you nailed it. This is a song when you with the love of your life, and y'all just put in work. I mean, y'all put in this is grown folk radio, so I'm gonna keep it real. Y'all done put the work in, and now you're laying there, he's laying there, the lights and you just appreciate her. With this song on, no words need be said. I mean, if you read the words to this song, this, I call this afterglow. This is after you have made love to the one that you love and every word in the song is what you want her to feel, what you want her to hear. You want to know that you appreciated her and you hope that she's appreciated. This ain't the jump off song, this is for life. This is the
0: afterglow, after the love is done. Yep. All right, folks, we're gonna keep it moving. And this last song is another classic song. Um, Ron sang a myth out of this song, but Chuck, might agree with me. And um, even the guy that sang the song kind of gave me like the side eye. But uh, Stokely from Make Condition covered this song back in 97. And when I interviewed Stokely, I told Stokely, man, no shade, bruh, but you sang the song better than Ron sang it. And again, when I was in the UK and I was a DJ, this is one of my secret weapons that I'd always put on my mix CDs was Make Me Say It Again Girl, Stokely's version. And so many folks were like, Make it this got some new and I'm like, well, nah, you know, it's it's a cover song. He's singing the Isley Brothers, but Stokely murdered this joint, no no shade to Ron. But the way Stokely sang it, like, yeah, he put his foot in this song. But we're gonna go ahead and get into Make Me Say It Again Girl parts one and two, another classic uh Isley Brother joint, and it's
2: the last song on the album. <laughs>
0: break from the norm so before checking out talk about this one i'm gonna let chucky hear stokely's version because he's giving me this side i like oh yeah. About, oh, oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah you
1: you wait till i get the microphone hey, well before we get there i want you to look up the word sacrilegious
0: i'm gonna tell all you right. Right there, all right so i'm i'm gonna let uh check here stokely's version just a little bit of stokely's version and, you know let him see how, how stokely murdered this joint was Stokely from the condition, his version of Make Me Say It Again Girl. And it can be found on the six-man soundtrack. One of Stokely's uh rarities, unless you're a die-hard mint fan, but yeah, I still think he uh sang it a bit better than Ron and I'm I'm gonna tell you why. Because Stokely has that scatting and it's just like a much more controlled vocal in my opinion. And it's not it's not a shot at Ron at all. But it's just I think he just sang it a bit more controlled and a bit more, uh, had a bit more of the bravado, like the chilled out environment. I mean, Stokely, Stokely gave me side of that too. When, we, when I interviewed him, I was like, yeah, man, I think you sang it a bit better than Ron, just like I think that uh, Michael Jackson saying who's loving you better than Smokey Robinson? Because the vocal was a bit more controlled. That's just my humble opinion. So before we get into Ozzy Brothers' version, Jackie, tell me what you think about Stokely's version, just from a little snippet that I played for you.
1: Let me ask you a question. I mean, you brought this.
0: Of It's all love.
1: When you first said, it, well, you know what? We broke up. We broke up. We ain't brothers no more. We broke up. Guess what? We back together. That dude taught that song good. I ain't admitting I'm wrong, bro, but he did it justice. Back to you.
0: Yeah, and you know, the thing about a cover song, with black people don't realize is when you make it better, you have to do something different and kind of make it your own and not try to emulate the original singer. And again, Stokely has a Stokely has such a unique voice with the scatting and with the, the falsetto he can hit. And with the tenor he can hit, just he just sang it a bit better. And it's not a shot of Ron at all, because Ron's version is dope, too. But, yeah, make me say it again, girl. Can I interrupt you? Go ahead. You know what? This is how I feel.
1: I can't take nothing away from what I just – I love it. this. the first listen, and I love it. And I will listen to it over and over again. But what I feel is it's not better, it's different. And it's different in its own category, and it's the bomb. So I say I can't say like it's better, but I would say that I can't take nothing away from. It. It's like you know pepperoni pizza is good and sausage pizza is good. Two different pizzas, but they both the bomb. Back to you.
0: Yeah, and it's a caveat what you said when we first started talking. The yeah, album. It's almost like this is a um. You're telling a story because this is the perfect segue. From okay. sensuality, part one and part two, and to make me say it again, girl. Yep. This is where you're in love. This is where you're probably celebrating that anniversary to where you're reclaiming a euphoric feeling of bliss you have with your lady love when you guys first met. Or even when you first time you were intimate and you make me say it again, you know, make me take me back to that time when we were intimate for the first time. Classic song. Um, amazing ballad. Another song that I can't recall them doing live when I saw them live for the first time, but still holds up Um, 30, no, damn it, 40 plus years later. Yeah, man. Still yep. better than a bunch of singers on the radio nowadays. Yeah. So shout out now. to um, the Ozzy Brothers for Make Me Say It Again, girl. Chucky, what you thinking?
1: Man, I could not agree more. and It's funny because so the song before that, You In The After, but this song, Make Me Say It Make Me Say It Again, it's like can we make love one more time? Can you make me say it one more game?
0: All right, Chucky. Well, um, you have to give us your um, top three and the final grade for the album. So what are your top three songs from The Heat Is On? And what's your final grade? Hey, bro. can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> can't you, do have it.
1: Give me, you have to give me the top three. Man, you know, the interesting thing, something that you said before, How was back then, you had side A, which was usually the dance cuts, and then side B, where they smoothed it out. So, mm, whew. I'm going to go with the first cut on side, B, For the Love of You. Then I'm going to go with Fight the Power. This between sensuality and Make Me
0: Say It Again, girl. So I'm going to go with Make Me Say It Again. And what's your final grade? A++. All right, my top three is uh, same as you, Fight the Power, For the Love of You, and Make Me Say It Again, girl. Final grade is going to be a solid A. Once again, this is an album that's only 40 minutes. And I mean, it, no. 37 minutes. Yeah, this album is only 37 minutes and three seconds. And it, it, I mean, it's better than folks nowadays who have, like, more discographies, you know, than this entire album. I mean, six songs start to finish. You can let it ride out, and it just, I mean, it kills other folks' catalogs. Shout out to the Ozzy Brothers, man, for years of great music. I mean, we could do other albums. I mean, we didn't even get into the Stuff in the 80s, you know, when he started working with Angela Weinbush with the smooth sailing between the sheets. You know, just, I mean, Ron's a legend and he gets his credit. You know, we we, we give Ron his flowers while he's uh, here. Hopefully, they um, can work out the supposed rumored versus battle between Ron Isley and Charlie Wilson. And if they do battle before Cheki gives his spiel, um, my money's gonna go on Charlie and only because of the later catalog and where Charlie is right now because some of Ron's solo stuff is uh, that's all I'm gonna say, it's just it's, it's kind of yeah. But uh, Char- I mean, Charlie's stuff from stuff with Snoop, stuff with Justin Timberlake, the stuff he did, you know, with Babyface, just Charlie has a more substantial later catalog, and I think that's what will put Charlie off the hump as a solo artist. Now, the Gap Band and the Ozzy Brothers, I really can't decide who would win that battle, but if it's just Ron and Charlie going at it, yeah, I think Charlie will- is gonna win that battle. Jackie, if they battle,
1: who do you got winning? I'm putting money on Uncle Charlie, man. You know, I um that dude has changed with the times in a good way. And um, you know, I can't really take nothing away from Ron, but Ron really lives on his past stuff, and uh, Charlie has changed with the time. And uh, but I'm I'm not putting down Ron, man. But if I had to I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Uncle Charlie, man. I'm gonna go with Uncle Charlie. Plus, there's one more thing. I've seen them both live. Charlie man blows him away live. <laughs> now one thing, uh, uh, Ron did something with Simba in Aruba, and his dances were off the, off the hook. But you know, I'm I'm a dude man. I wanna you know I wanna show him like you said, Ron. Not take another away from him, but he just kind of stood there with his with his meat coat and his cane, and you know did his thing. But Uncle Charlie give you a show man. That dude man, I was like, where does he get his energy? From?
0: Yeah, to be that old and move like that. And again, you know the whole the whole thing with with Charlie is that like 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 you said, brother, he's adapted to the times. I mean, my son is 11, and he knows who Uncle Charlie is just because Charlie's later catalog and right. you know right. some of Ron's Solo stuff. It just wasn't up to par. Like you know, people are always shocked when I tell them you know Ron had two solo albums, right? He did. Right. I'm Like right, uh, yeah, Ron did two solo albums. All right, right. folks. I hope you enjoyed my. Reviews and done, chopping up with Life Train Radio's Chucky Daniel, discussing the Ozzy Brothers Heat Is On album. And Chucky, where can fans find you on social media if they want to reach out to you?
1: Life Train Radio on Facebook, and Chucky Daniel is my personal page. And um, that's about it for right now. We got a lot of stuff coming out, and uh, but I don't want to preach. But I do have uh, my own personal page, ChuckyDaniel.com. And on Facebook, you want to go and check out the Life Train. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun people. We keep it clean, but we keep it adult. So check out the Life Life Train Radio on Facebook.
0: Alright, folks. Well, you know where you can find me, reviewsanddone.net. Um, as always, I'm going to let you guys know that there's more albums coming. Um, I'm going to look back at some of the Smokey stuff. I'm going to look back at other albums that you guys may have forgot about. And as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. And with everything going on in the world right now, um, just the negativity, just the, the lies going on, the just a, ah, man, I can't even get into it without really getting shook up. But I'm gonna leave you guys with a quote from Ron Isley, and that is stand up for what you know is right, Ron Isley. This has been Derek Dunn with Shucky Daniel. Until the next time, stay positive, keep your head to the sky. Dunn, out. Hey, yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy. One of one, untraceable. Punks jump up to get beat down, slow
1: down. And, yo, I want y'all to check out this podcast, yo. Y'all been listening to the Reviews and Done with your host, Derek Dunn. Be sure to check out
2: ReviewsandDone.net. Understand that. ReviewsandDone, that's dun net. Word up. It's a good
1: combination, dot X and done. What's messing with that, peoples?